0: This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to Casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It's a great week of shows for you. Um, this week, we're going to learn uh, something about a guy named Armstrong. and Not the one who walked on the moon, but actually... Ironically, the guy who is responsible for the little every time they stop talking. It's a fascinating story and one that doesn't necessarily have a happy ending. He changed our lives. That is on his story. And also on the vault, standing against the tide, standing against the storm. Bonhoeffer, his story on the vault and the people like Bonhoeffer that stood against amazing odds. You don't wanna miss a single episode this week with your family. Today, we are gonna go into the think tank and we're gonna talk about, we've heard all of the pundits say exactly what they thought caused the Donald Trump uh, win. I don't think I've heard anybody in the media, at least the mainstream media, actually get it right. We'll try to, right now. All right. All right. I have heard... Did, did we see the Mary Matlin uh, piece with Van Jones yesterday yeah. on ABC? Mm-hmm. Was that one of the most contentious moments on television? It was really awkward. Very awkward. She comes right at Van Jones. Van Jones comes right back at her because Van Jones said this election was nothing more than white lash. Um, so... That's what happened. Mary is going to be on the radio show with me either tomorrow or the next day. Oh, nice. um, okay. So we'll talk to her a bit about that. But I keep hearing every excuse except Hillary sucked. Do you have an update? Um, yeah, <laughs> she sucked. She yeah. sucked.
1: <laughs> Wait, what is the update on Caleb?
2: Oh, you mean his uh, credibility?
0: Maybe. Oh yeah, that's right. That's, uh, that's right. Who? Someone else on this table. he's never going to win, right? Huh? He's never going to win. I don't
3: think I said the word never. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> gosh, right? Highly, highly unlikely. That's what the polls showed. Yeah, I know. Uh, and um, to, I'm going to assume, as some people surprised at this table. The polls were more accurate this election than they were four years ago. Yes. Uh, and Stu's probably already talked yeah. to you about that, and I miss it. But the 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 polling miss in 2012 was 2.7, and once all the votes are counted, we're only going to get about a two-point miss. Hillary, we, Hillary was up three to four points in the polls, and she's going to end up winning by one to two points. The that, that's all within
0: the statistical so, margin of error. Yeah,
3: so where, where did the pollsters miss? It was individual state polling, which historically is a little bit more inaccurate, but they missed big. Four points in Michigan and Minnesota, five points in Pennsylvania, and six points in Iowa, Ohio, and Wisconsin. And him winning w- Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania won him the election. Uh, but the polling wasn't less accurate, it was actually more accurate. So, why was everyone so shocked then?
0: They uh, wanted to believe. Yeah? They wanted to believe. They wanted to believe that a guy like that could not win. Mm-hmm. And I, I mentioned
4: this on election night. It's very similar. Trump threw out the Brexit example. It's exactly like the Brexit example. Like the people I talked to over in the UK and Europe are like, look, we are shocked by this. Everyone that we spoke to, everyone, all of our friends, all of their friends, they all had us voting, you know, Brexit no, that we were going to remain. But they're like, so we just can't believe it. Well, the problem is that they were all, all, the, they were all elites. Mm-hmm. They were all getting their information from the same people, and they were all just kind like, well, like of like, just like our just like the left right well, I have people. to tell
0: you, though, that, I mean, I don't consider myself an elite, and I feel very out of touch. I mean, I feel very out of touch if... You know, um, a friend of mine wrote to me and said, Glenn, this is the movement that you started. And I said, don't blame me for this. <laughs> and he said, no, no, no. But it is the movement that started eight years ago, seven years ago, with the people who have been disenfranchised for a very long time. And I guess I, what I missed, I think, was the, the rawness of the pain. That they are in worse shape than even I thought.
4: We, uh, Stu put the, the, the number of the, the states up on the chalkboard that he had to take to be able to have a chance at this, or at least have a good showing there. And there were all the, the, those beltway states. Mm-hmm. All those states, that, that, they're manufacturing states, they're farming states. Michigan, again, who would have thought we would have taken Michigan? But come on. And, I, and I think
3: the mistake we made was we didn't emphasize the volatility there. We showed you he had to win these states, and how unlikely it was that he was going to win Florida, North Carolina, Ohio plus one of the other ones. Well, he won all of those, plus three of them. Um, and I think what we missed in telling you was that uh, there was a lot of uncertainty, and we didn't highlight that enough. Because um, <clears throat> there was, and we saw that play out Tuesday night.
0: So what was it? Was it um, was it a a vote for change? Was it a vote for Trump? Or was it a... A vote against Hillary. Well,
1: I think it was yeah. a vote of, I think all of it, to be honest, all of the above. Because I know so many people that voted not because they liked Trump, but because they hated Hillary. And yeah. people who were more worried about what could happen under Hillary than, than not. So I, I think it's kind of all of the above, don't you?
5: Yeah, I think, you know, it drove some people crazy, the consistency and simplicity of his message, but ultimately sticking to that. And, you know, he, he's this insane narcissist, but he didn't actually make it about Trump. I mean, even her logo was a giant H, you know? And what does he remember for? Make America Great Again. Well, yeah, that was a punchline and all that. But in the end, you know, you, you could see with the I'm with her that it seemed more about Hillary making history than... If she had said, I'm with America, that would have been better than uh, what she had, you know? I think so I, I think his consistent message, just hammering that constantly, resonated with a lot of people that...
3: Well and here's an important Caleb, yeah, set. Yeah, here's an important set. Of those who had negative feelings about Trump and Clinton, Trump got their votes by a margin of two to one. He had late deciders break towards mm-hmm. him and people who made that decision the final. I think
0: Comey really him. hurt. Yeah. It, um, does it, it research show that?
3: Uh, it's going to take a couple more to yeah. see what exactly. I, I think, that, okay. I
0: think yeah. that Comey, if you were in doubt, you were like, that's the last straw. I just can't do it. Yeah. We'll have impeachment hearings. It'll be a nightmare. I just can't do it. Someone said, I don't remember who it was. Maybe you remember, Caleb. But someone
4: said that there was a radical right-wing cabal within the FBI <laughs> that basically did this little coup. I mean, I just kind of chuckled at that. But it's 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 actually kind of interesting because I don't I, I know that I that the I, I assume the FBI is deeply divided, and I know the military is deeply divided. That's why you saw Obama get rid of half the generals that all of us, all of the veterans, deeply respected. I mean, he was just jettisoning them, you know, like yeah. crazy. Yeah. Flynn, McChrystal, you know, mm-hmm. everyone that was getting jettisoned. None of those guys were Obama guys. They were all like, look, look, you're. You're trying to warp what the actual what, what what's actually going on on the ground in Iraq and Afghanistan. But you're changing stuff. Like he got caught. Central Centcom was actually caught, you know, altering the uh, the intelligence reports to make it seem like ISIS and Al Qaeda was no big deal. So I know the military is deeply divided. Um, I'm, I assume the FBI is as well. But,
3: and I think another good thing to point out is um, the and I think this kind of disproves Van Jones' argument that this was a race thing. Because a lot of these white working class voters who voted for Trump voted for Barack Obama both in 2008 mm-hmm. and 2012. Yeah. When they went to the polls and they looked at their two options, a lot of them didn't like, like in Wisconsin, 61 per, um, uh, 61% of Wisconsin's didn't like either of them. But one in five for them voted for him. They broke his way. They okay. looked at it and they saw her as a continuation of Barack Obama, even though they liked him personally. People still like Barack Obama. He still has an over 50% approval rating. They just but don't they like don't his like his policies. policies. Mm-hmm. And cool.
4: so they broke to Trump. Their policies have been cultural issues. Like, if you live in the cities, I mean, it's kind of like a hierarchy of needs. Like, you don't really, I mean, I've lived in Los Angeles, other big cities. You don't really notice that when you get hit economically, the majority of the country, like middle America, you don't really feel it. You know, you just keep on doing your thing, and the cities are pretty much going well. But if you live in middle America, you don't care about these stupid like cultural issues that they were making such huge issues on the left and right coast. It was cold. Our po- their policy
0: was just this cultural issue, this cultural well, issue. On ABC this, this weekend, um, Mary Madeline said, you guys don't get it. Stop talking about the electoral college and, start, and stop talking about climate change and start talking about where people actually live. And, sh- and the, the editor of The Nation Um, came out and she said that's ridiculous there's a lot of people in coastal areas in very small towns in south and north carolina that understand the rise of the sea level is going to put them out of business please oh come on please if that's their plan they they remain wildly out of touch oh yeah yeah. and then what does that
4: say for the next election i mean we have another election come up in another two Two years, years two years
0: what does that say? Do they
4: fix that? Do they say, okay, oh, wow, yes, they fix that. maybe we should look at ec- changing our policies to make it more economic instead of cultural and social? Do you think they'll fix it?
3: I, I don't know, but you know who did say what you were saying? Bill Clinton. And he was laughed inside the Clinton campaign. He said, we're not talking to them. Uh, these issues aren't connecting with them. And they're like, our, it's getting our voters out. It didn't.
5: It well, didn't. And, that, and that's what it he did, what remember? In he 92. did. Yeah, that's, that was his he wasn't But a he Democrat. did it even on the
0: campaign trail yeah. with with Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Remember how they mm-hmm. mocked him and ridiculed him for saying, Obamacare isn't working, yep. and we have to change that. He was the first guy that I thought addressed any real issue at all. I think with the
1: Democrats, the biggest like disconnect that we saw, and I think is the culmination of their whole entire campaign, was last last week after... You know, Hillary was like, you know, she's not going to come out. What's-his-face comes on stage, and the crowd is just like, what? What is? wait, what's happening right now? Why is this guy coming up and not Hillary? Why isn't she talking to us? And that was just such a disconnect of having I was uh, really thousands awesome. of people watching. I was
0: actually really offended. You know, if I were her, you know, fan, if I voted for her, I would have been wildly um, insulted that she came out and she said, hey, you know, we all did a good job, but, you know, I guess we all let the country down or we let the cause down or something like that, but we're going to get power through. No, no, no. They didn't. You did, Hillary. No. You did. By your corruption and being, being one of the worst candidates of all time.
2: Really. Yeah, Harvard, uh, Harvard Business Review wrote basically exactly what Jason was saying, that the Democrats just don't understand the working class. And if you think about it, they made some great points. Despite Trump's wealth, he has so many characteristics that fit with the working yes. class. He's mm-hmm. a straight talker. He says it how it is, like working class. Not, but, but he says it, <laughs> yes. you know, he says what he's feeling.
0: He's the guy on the bar stool. His messaging in the, in the In the dive exactly. in the local community. If he yeah. has a
2: problem with you, he says it, which yes. is what a lot of those guys respect.
1: Your statistic that you have about why he won, share that one, because that one's really good.
3: Uh, which one that was that? That first
1: story there about uh, why Trump won because oh, college educated. Yeah. So, uh,
3: I found this great article that kind of piggybacked off what Bowie was saying. Trump won because college-educated Americans are out of touch. And I think part of it was, sometimes we get in our own bubble, and one of it was something I told you. Because I told you, I was like, when it comes down to it, people are going to look, it's uh, it's a choice between corrupt and crazy. That's not how people saw it. They saw it as a a choice between corrupt and unpolished. And that was the difference. They didn't, like, I, I, I looked at him and I saw crazy but i wasn't i
0: have to tell you i think that with the appointment of steve bannon crazy is a much better word than unpolished
3: now i think our our what we've talked what we've said about trump will be proven correct over time but it's going to take time for people to see that what they saw what we thought people would see as corrupt versus crazy they saw us corrupt Versus unpolished, and that's why they broke towards him.
0: They're coming after the Electoral College, too. Lady Gaga is on that boat, is she not?
5: Yeah, well, this petition's going around, you know, to to try to get uh, the electors to defect, essentially. They call them faithless electors, but it's it's not going to happen. It just, you know, every election, it actually does happen. One or two here
0: and there. I will tell you that, did you see Donald Trump on 60 Minutes? mm -hmm. He said... He thinks the Electoral College is, is bad, we should get rid of it. Now the guy's smarter than our founders. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe that. He wouldn't have right. gotten
4: elected if not for the Electoral I don't, well, College. Well, Leslie Snell said that. Yeah.
0: She said, you yeah. wouldn't have been elected. He said, I know, well, doesn't because I won doesn't mean it's wrong. You know, we've <laughs> yeah. got to get rid of it. If that happens, New York, California, Florida, maybe Texas, that's it. That's the only, the only campaign in those states. Everything yeah. else won't matter. And not only that,
4: but I mean, they don't under, people don't understand why the electoral college was created to begin with. I mean, what is to stop the next Hitler from coming in and basically buying votes from feeding people and saying, "Look, you know, right, I think they actually said in the Federalist Papers, uh, maybe, I think it was Alexander Hamilton, "rousing passion." You know, what's to stop someone from just drawing all this stuff up? You'll elect anybody. You know, anyone that's willing to play off of emotions, you'll elect anybody. And there'll be no stopping it. Absolutely Ha-ha. no stopping it. We
0: would never just elect anybody. Nah. You've got to be a real estate agent at least.
6: <laughs> Are you really going to build a wall? Yes. They're talking about a fence in the Republican Congress. Sure. Would That's you okay. accept a fence?
7: Uh, for certain areas, I would. But certain areas, the wall is more appropriate. I'm very good at this. This is called construction. But so part a wall, fence part be, fence? Yeah, there could, could be some fencing. What about the
6: pledge to deport millions and millions of undocumented immigrants?
7: What we are going to do is get the people that are criminal and have criminal records, gang members, drug dealers, we have a lot of these people, probably 2 million, it could even be 3 million. We're getting them out of our country or we're going to incarcerate. But we're getting them out of our country. They're here illegally. After the border is secured and after everything gets normalized, we're going to make a determination on the people that you're talking about who are terrific people. They're terrific people. But we're going to make a determination at that. But before we make that determination, Leslie, it's very important. We want to secure our border. Are you going to ask
6: for a special prosecutor to investigate Hillary Clinton over her emails? And are you, as you had said to her face, going to try and put
7: her in jail? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to think about it. Um, I feel that I want to focus on jobs. I want to focus on health care. I want to focus on the border and immigration and doing a really great immigration bill. We want to have a great immigration bill. And I want to focus on all of these other things that we've been talking about you, you know, and you, get the country straightened away. You, you called her
6: crooked Hillary, said you wanted to get in jail. Your people in your audiences kept saying, lock him up.
7: Yeah. Well, uh, she do did, you she did put some it, bad things. I, mean, I know, but a thing.
6: special prosecutor... You I don't want to might... hurt
7: them. I don't want to hurt them. They're, they're good people. I don't want to hurt them.
6: Well, I guess the issue for them is marriage equality. Oh. Do you support marriage equality?
7: I, I, it's irrelevant because it was already settled. It's law. It was settled in the Supreme Court. I mean, it's done. So even if you appoint a judge that... It's done. It, you have... Uh, these cases have gone to the Supreme Court. They've been settled. And, uh, I th- and I'm, I'm fine with that.
0: Wow. So uh, where do we begin? How are the Locker Up people going to feel?
2: How is anyone going to feel? I mean, his whole campaign was based on building a wall, and now he's saying a fence is okay.
0: Well, let me play devil's advocate, because this is how it's going to play out. Bring up the wall. They, uh, Well, yeah, he didn't mean a wall, wall. He just meant he's going to secure the border. Right. So he's going to have fences there, yeah. He, we all knew he wasn't going to build a big 40-foot wall.
2: I don't think everyone knew that. I think a lot of I think
0: I think Selena Zito was exactly right when she said his, his supporters took him seriously, but not literally. We took him literally and not seriously. And you could say that on every single one of those issues.
4: He looks like a man that finally was told the power that he, the American president actually has. And he's like, oh, okay. I can't just get rid of that or do that. Okay, gotcha. So this looks like a huge backtrack after he, someone finally so. explained to him I, how the job I actually works. I don't think
0: so. I, I mean, <laughs> I believe that those conversations happen. George Bush told me that. So those conversations do happen, but I don't think so. I don't think he ever believed in any of this stuff. Mm. I mean, his, his history shows he's never been for the wall. He's, he's never been for um, anything but universal single-payer health care. He, he's for all of these things that he was against. I always thought, that I, I think you're doing more than, I, you were
4: playing devil's advocate, but I always assumed that's what he meant. Like, he could always backtrack off that and say, well, okay, I'm not building an actual cinder block wall. I, I meant more security at the border. I meant more agents down there, more technology, that type that type of stuff. I mean,
0: it was just but so easy. where he's really going to get in trouble, I think, I don't, I don't no, I don't, <laughs> never no, forget it, where in the olden days, where a politician would have gotten in trouble is when he said, I'm going to lock two million people up. We don't have the beds for two million people. you are going to build a whole bunch of new prisons. so You don't have the, the bed space for two million more criminals. Um, and then after that, if we lock them up or get rid of them, uh, then we'll talk about it. Well, that's what honest Ted or honest Rubio were talking about. Yeah. you know, we, 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 uh, We'll talk about it, but that wasn't good enough. Will it be good enough for the people who were diehard Trump supporters who said, border is my Ann Coulter is Ann Coulter going to be happy with? Well, we'll have some amnesty
5: yeah, I, I think they're they're going to be uh, they're in store for a reality check, really, and they're not going to like it because voting for him was such a you know stick it to the establishment sort of was it statement? I think for a lot of people it was but then but, how do
1: they feel about Reince Priebus <laughs> I don't know. Now last week, Caleb, you said he's, you know, of staff would be way better than Steve Bannon, even though Steve uh, Bannon's oh, a yeah. part of it. But, like, what do you think of him like, on, for well, the next four years?
3: Um, well, it depends on how last, but I, there was one good, there was one interesting I found on Twitter this weekend looking at former Bush and Obama staffers and they said there is very little difference between the axis and influence of Andy Card and Karl Rove and Rahm Emanuel, and David Axelrod.
0: Oh, yeah. So, but there is an accountability. Yeah. As so the chief of staff has to be accountable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's put Reince Priebus in this, this little box where he's got to be accountable, and he knows he'll be buttoned up. And then he's taken one of the most dangerous men in America and said, don't worry about it. You don't have to answer to anybody but me. You're just kind of yeah. floating around.
4: Isn't so, that very similar to, in the campaign, the Manafort Lewandowski I mean, I, it's like he personally... He, yeah. it's, Manafort, it's
0: like, Manafort, I mean, uh, Lewandowski quit CNN. He's going to work for the White House, too.
4: Yeah. You, you had... But he, put, he pitted them to get almost against each other. You know, I mean, he, yeah. he, I, I just I didn't understand that move. It seems like this is very similar. Like, he's picking two guys that are going to clash. I, I, don't, I don't know why. I, I don't understand it, but... Well,
0: the GOP has thought for a while that we're going to control him. That we're going to control him. Let's see how well him. that goes. Let's see how well that goes. Yeah. I mean, you know... I I don't think he's going to have a problem being controlled by the GOP, only because I think his policies actually are very much like the GOP or Hillary Clinton or worse. Um, I mean, he is a progressive and a a New York liberal. So we'll see. I mean, I don't think he and Reince are going to have that much of a complaint. How much will the supporters take? Again, do they just say, hey, no, he's kind of like we did after John Roberts... In the Supreme Court. Oh no, he's got a plan. He's smarter. He's using rights. Is right. he? Or is rights using him?
5: Well, he's going to be busy, guys. He also said in that interview last night that he's not going to take a salary and not going to take
0: vacations. So. He's
2: taking a salary. It's
0: $1. <laughs> he said, yeah, he, ha- he thinks he has to <laughs> by to law. So he's clearer. going to take $1. Is he, did he say in that interview, where did he say that he was going to do two or three days a week in New York?
5: Oh, yeah. That wasn't in the 60 uh, Minutes. It wasn't in the 60 it Minutes. Was, it, was it was in Wall something Street else. That was a,
0: that's a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Don't you go know to what that would co- for the next four years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a, what that would cost the American people I, I is outrageous. I
3: everybody who complained about Obama's vacation spending is going to complain about the, secu- the amount of money have, that will have to be spent on security for Trump Tower and Mar-a-Lago if he wants to spend significant time at those places.
0: At least Mar-a-Lago. If you're gonna if you're gonna do it to Mar-a-Lago, I mean, they did it to Bush up at Kenny Bunkport. It was their place, yeah. And when it's your place, they mm. put underground sensors in and everything else. I mean, I went up to Kenny Bunkport. I know what the security is like. It's crazy. But at least they installed it and then it stayed there yeah. forever. Obama was going to different houses and everything else, so you have to just put it in temporarily. Mar-a-Lago, okay, put it in Mar-a-Lago. You want to put it in Mar-a-Lago? But not Trump Tower. That's a whole nother... You're going to destroy the economy of Fifth Avenue. How can you have... You can't have somebody with a backpack going into the lobby of Trump Tower, even walking by. How are you going to do that? Michael Moore
1: almost made it. You see that? Michael Moore?
0: (laughs) Michael Moore. I think he crossed the barrier and
1: then went into the Trump Tower and then, you know, tried to protest and all that stuff, but...
0: If you can't spot Michael Moore. (laughs) (laughs) Is anybody in the media going to care about the transition here and, and, for instance, Steve Bannon and some of the other characters that are floating around? They've been hitting and, on Steve Bannon pretty hard all morning. But is anybody going to care? This guy is as radical in the exact opposite way as Van Jones was. And Van Jones, remember, the only person to leave the White House in disgrace was Van Jones because we nailed him.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: nailed him. He left in disgrace, but what did they do? They put him through the circuit and laundered him. Gave him you know, honorary doctorates at Princeton, gave him a professor's position there, then moved him over to CNN, and he was totally rehabilitated. They won't do that with, uh, with Bannon. So I might be a little naive, but for the normal, everyday
1: American, what exactly will he be doing? Like, what does his position entail?
0: Bannon? Yeah. Bannon is the um, senior advisor? Yeah, senior I, advisor. So he'll so be a senior so advisor. He's like Karl Rove. He's yeah. the guy who sets the agenda and really everything kind of goes through the chief of staff and the senior advisors. They meet with the president and say, what's your agenda? Here's what we think you should do. Here's how we think it should work. We'll get these people. that they They are the ones, for instance, the Christian coalition, if you can call it that, Uh, Under George W. Bush, they were very influential in getting George W. Bush elected in 2004. Mm -hmm. Um, After that, Karl Rove put up a stone wall. No one could get in to see or talk to the president. He stonewalled him. So they really control how the agenda works, and who's coming in to see the president.
3: Senior advisors deal with more broad vision of where they want to take the president's agenda while the chief of staff will deal with the minute details of how to make that happen.
0: And how- to have, if you know Steve Bannon's agenda and his vision of America, it's not pretty. Well,
3: and here's that first big clash is going to be. Steve Bannon has talked about wanting to oust Paul Ryan out of the speakership. Well, uh, Ryan's Priebus and Paul Ryan are... Best friends. They're both from Wisconsin. They both started there. Um, Ryan has great relationships with Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan. And
4: how does that play out over? Doesn't
0: the- Bannon stays, Ryan leaves. You think so? Mm-hmm. Wow.
4: What is it? What are his connections to Breitbart still? Is he completely separated? He says he is, but I would I wouldn't believe it. I no. would want to actually see. Maybe we can push for a similar type. Something he can sign, kind of like in, like the precedent of how Obama made Clinton sign uh, that. Yeah, and that worked so well. Didn't <laughs> oh yeah, that worked great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but something along, I mean, something that we could have, you know, to say, look, he, there's a severe conflict in the
0: waiting here. You just need to know that Breitbart is and, and has been TV. a yes, yeah, state-run TV. <laughs> and and the pusher of the alt-right movement, basically. That's who's your senior advisor to the president. The guy who said. We are the platform for the alt right. When people, then nobody's looking into it. Nobody really cares. When people really understand what the alt right is—this this, this neo nationalist, um, uh, neo Nazi white supremacy idea—that that Bannon is pushing hard. Yeah, it's. I hope they wake up because if not, we are racist. If that's what we accept and we know it then we are racist. I contend people don't know what the alt-right is yet.
2: Yeah, they don't. I was talking to a family member uh, this weekend who was a Trump supporter. I asked her, do you know what the alt-right is? And she said, is it not a term that liberals use to describe Trump supporters? And that's that's their mindset is that it's a negative term that the liberal media coined there, to make everyone sound bad. Yep.
4: There is a global phenomenon of nationalism versus globalism right now. I mean, there is an actual, we should name it some kind of war, not Cold War. Some There's some there's an active war going on right now between globalism and um, nationalism. But the problem is, is the alt-right has hijacked that because their goals are also anti-globalists. So you see, I mean, there's, like, there's a, a severe, like, you know, misconception on what the two are. Now, I don't, like... Globalism, kiss, kiss goodbye to sovereignty. That's the eventual goal. Why, why do you think they love free trade so much and these huge trade packs? Karl Marx actually wrote on free trade back in the day. And the reason being, he knew that would usher in no borders. I mean, that was one of his tools to eventually go to no borders. Why do you think the Obama administration, Hillary Clinton,
0: all those people, why they're pushing for these free trade packs? No borders. Exactly right. That's what they want. And had one on. world government. I mean, TPP actually has the framework of of a, of a of a an overlord, if you will, a, a, a body that doesn't answer to the United States or any other country,
4: a, a, a corporate judiciary system, yes. basically. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Which is, I mean, every single every single Blade Runner movie you've ever seen is the the the, the stock is TPP. Now I'm opposed to that,
4: but the problem is is that the alt right is also we, we share. But well, for
3: different reasons. But for it's different reasons. To point that
4: out. Right. Now, some of the like we talked about Russia a lot. See, they are also against globalism because all, because they're basically the only ones that have stood for against globalism, and they're filling the encroachment of the rest of the world on them. That's why they stood for it. Now they're looking into. They don't they don't mind dealing with the alright right. They're all about it. If they can deal with the alt right and they're a friend, you know, their uh, their enemy is the same as theirs. Then they're going to support them.
0: That's they're what socialists. they're doing. They're socialists. They're neo Nazis. They're socialists. Many of them they're not they 're not conservatives, and and that again is a bannon kind of thing to totally revamp the government, destroy it, rot it from the inside, and then revamp it
4: i 'm um, also interested on just getting away from from uh, bannon, but uh, i 've heard General Flynn being thrown out there as his one of his top uh, choices for secretary of Defense and um, this is my this, isn't, this is touchy because he did meet with uh, Vladimir Putin and he attended their RT uh, celebration last year, I believe. I was like, why the heck would he do that? I heard he had an interview where he tried to explain himself. I'm trying to understand that. Beyond that, I like the guy. He was head of the DIA. He was the main intel guy at JSOC. This is kind of one of my guys. Um, he was one of the only ones, along with David Petraeus, that actually came out and said in the beginning that, look, radical Islamic terrorism, we have, it's, it's, it's an ideology. We have to defeat the ideology. Just taking out random drone strikes and then killing Osama bin Laden, killing Alaki, random people, is not going to do it. We have to target the ideology. Mm-hmm. He's one of the only voices that said that, and because of that, he was one of the ones pushed out. So I think that he has actually got his head on straight. Um, I just want someone to call him out for that Russia thing. I, we need to get to the bottom of that, and I hope
0: someone makes an explain that. we to get to the bottom of that. I, have you seen... You know, the New York Times came out this week and said that they're going to... It was incredible. Yeah. Thought. They yeah. want to be more inclusive. They want to restore their standards. It's basically what I said after I met yeah. with them. You know, everybody yeah. mocked me, and I said, I, the guys, they're not saying what you think they're saying. Now, whether they follow through with that or not, I don't know. Odds that you guys think that they'll follow well, through? Well, I
1: think it's just cool to see that someone... someone was willing to say, we made a mistake. We did not, get, we don't know our audience. So it's time for us to go back to the original values of New York Times and try to get back to journalistic, you know, responsibilities that we have that we haven't, we haven't been honoring. And he, he, he said something to the effect that we want
0: to be more honest. And we want to try that out for the next four to eight years. We'll re, yeah, we'll try honesty. We'll try good, solid reporting where we really mm-hmm. track down everything that happens in government for four years, and then we'll look at it again, see if we need to do another four years.
4: Yeah, now, now that the yeah. right is in. Now yeah. that the right yeah. is in. But now once we get gonna, once yeah. we get that crazy
5: guy out. You know what?
0: We tried that for a while. <laughs> it's <laughs> not really necessary.
5: There was a, in that same vein, there was a, there was a great essay on uh, from CBS News. It was called "The Unbearable Smugness of the Press." Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of. Uh, you know, soul searching going on, but listen to this, the way he wrapped it up here. He said, uh, we have to stop writing these know-it-all 140 character sermons on social media and admit that as a class, journalists have a shamefully limited understanding of the country we cover.
0: Amen. You know? Amen. I want to start with a tweet from Oprah Winfrey, who, by the way, um, uh, there's speculation that the they need to go to Oprah Winfrey or Tom Hanks for the next presidential candidate in the DNC. Oprah. Oh Clooney.
1: no, no, it's gotta Clooney. Be Clooney. It's got to be Clooney.
0: <laughs> no, it, I'm just telling you. Oh, so here's Oprah. the here's the um, uh, the the quote. Everybody, take a deep breath. She's getting hammered from that for that
1: everybody's attacking her over this. Yet, you know, it says hashtag hope lives. What is wrong with being a little hopeful? Even if you're on the left or on the right and you're like, the country could be going to hell in a handbasket, but maybe there is still a little hope. And yet someone, a Democrat, is being attacked by other stars and other Democrats. You know, all the stars that said they're going to go to Canada are most likely attacking her. Are any of them going? No, none of them. As of right now.
5: <laughs> yeah, I, I they guess, might be going for a
1: vacation. I but. can't
5: stand this, you know, not my president movement, the the hashtag and all that because you know, I didn't vote for Trump either, but <laughs> it's not the end of the world and, you know, you, you always have, every election, you got a 50% chance of your side losing. Those are not great odds. You right. know, you've you got to get used to losing <laughs> and, and it And move on. I mean, I'm sorry, but I
4: I laugh at how the world thinks that the American president is such a powerful guy. Mm -hmm. He's not. He's called the most powerful man in the world, but he's not at all. It was made specifically for that reason. Now, if you have a prime minister, those guys can get pretty dang powerful. That's basically when you take the uh, legislative and join it with the uh, executive. Those guys can do some scary stuff. But the president is not. He's specifically hamstrung. Now everyone thinks like, did you see, did you read Dan Andros' article in Faithwire about how the left is reacting exactly how he was oh, yeah, reacting yeah, yeah, before? Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was so good, but it's exactly true. They're all, and I was in that position too. They're, I thought we were done. You know, I was like, I let the emotions get to me. But come on, guys, seriously, I mean, the, right. The protests and the riots are ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, they're
1: just incredible. Oh, seeing all these people who most likely did not vote, like Kaepernick, like I'd they love didn't get to go out. Go
3: into a crowd and find out. Which one of you actually voted in this election? It's ridiculous. And then did you have
1: one, or was it Sarah, of the company that's saying if you voted oh, yeah. for Trump, get out?
2: Grubhub. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of confusion there. So his email, he basically said, we're a company that stands for this and that, and if you don't agree with that, um, then you can sign in your resignation. So he wasn't saying if you disagree... Mm-hmm. With, like, Hillary Clinton, you're fired, but,
5: yeah. There's wild overreactions. I was at a family gathering yesterday where someone, not a relative of mine, but someone said they actually they, they work from home, and the, the head company in Boston actually sent an email on Wednesday saying, if you need to take the day,
1: to oh, my gosh. sort through your feelings you know, and not yeah, work, Yeah, that's fine. Professors, professors cancel classes and, classes, and then universities are giving out Play-Doh and pizza. This is the first oh time we're <laughs> Play-Doh
0: and pizza. We are raising a bunch I like of four-year-olds. Like, all of us here like <laughs> Gl- Gl-
3: going to give us a day off so we could go collect our emotions, right? <laughs> I almost put a bouncy house <laughs> in
1: here. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because I was listening to um, NPR. Don't don't attack me for that one. But, hey, it was, it's a good show. It was a comedy show. But one of the guys on there, he's a Democrat, and he said, you know what, this whole election and Trump winning has actually, said, you know, has actually given me a reason to believe that guns are important and that um, you know, everything that the right believes in is actually not that bad.
3: I think, there's, I think there's one really important thing, is we can remind our friends on the left, separation of the powers is good. Yeah. Checks and balance is good. For both Republicans and Democrats.
0: I don't think they will see it that way. I think they will see it that this guy is the only bad guy that could ever get in. Mm -hmm. And that's why we got to stop you guys from voting. But we would put in, you know, great guys. But you're exactly right. This is why the Constitution was written the way it was. So no man, there's no... You know, I was thinking today. We have... uh, Under Barack Obama, I had five White House-led boycotts. Nobody's even had one. I had five led under Barack Obama. Do you think Donald Trump is more vindictive or less vindictive? He's far more. Do you think he is, do you think he is um, more afraid of being exposed or less afraid of being exposed? Does his tools at the IRS and the NSA, are they more than Barack Obama or less than Barack Obama? I mean, there's no way. I got up this morning, and I'm thinking, when I saw Steve Bannon is going to be, is the guy. He sent us a message, said, I will work, even if we lose, I will work the rest of my life to destroy you. That's Bannon. I take that stuff seriously. Um, Okay. All right. Why does a president have so much power? I have to worry about the NSA. I have to worry about the FBI. I would have to worry about ATF. I would have to worry about the IRS. What tool do they have that they could unleash? That's why you have separation of powers. Yep. All right, Sarah, let's start with BuzzFeed. Came out with, what is it, 17?
2: Yeah, 18 real, no, 19 totally real conversations Obama and Biden have had since the election. It's just something funny. You know, we're all a little sad that Trump's the president. <laughs> but let's get full screen three up, which is my favorite.
0: Oh, boy, his car is here. Quick, let's all no, hide. this one. <laughs> Be nice and do it. No, Joe.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then there's uh, full screen number two. <laughs>
4: I'm gonna miss Joe. Uh, I mean, I mean, he mean was, seriously, who uh, he's not going anywhere. What, what, that they, that should be like an official, like cabinet member. You know, the comedy relief. The <laughs> you know, the crazy uncle at the party. That's.
2: I I mean, it's that's if it's he just
0: hung out at the White House, would anybody <laughs> nope. think that that was no. unusual? If he was just like. I think you could just wander around the halls and just walk into meetings and be like, hey, guys. Like, hey, Joe. Like, He's crazy he Joe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: He'd be like the White House framework.
0: framework you know, yeah, yeah he, he would. Be. It'd be great. You would. Um, I wanted to talk about, Jason, the Italy referendum. Oh, yeah. What is this?
4: So I, I mentioned earlier that just this global phenomenon, you know, this globalism versus nationalism. Brexit was kind of the first to go, uh, UK. Um, Italy is now, there's a huge backlash between their citizens and uh, their leftist governments, which basically have dominated all of Europe and the United Mm -hmm. States for the past 8 to 12 years. Mm -hmm. Um, But Matteo Renzi is um, part of their leftist government, and he put in a referendum that said, hey, I want to change the Constitution to where I can kind of skip all the checks and balances in our own government. Oh, my gosh. Exactly, and I can take full-on control. Not that we've had, like, a Mussolini-type person in Italy before. But um, that's basically what he wants to do, so that he can take on full control. Well, the right has really, you know, got a, got a hand on this and got a beat on it. And they've gotten Renzi to basically say, look, if this doesn't pass, I'm going to step down, I'm going to quit. And the right has got, I, w- I would say, probably about 35% of the vote right now. They're leading in a lot of the polls. Um, Marine Le Pen had just came out and said that Trump has started this wave, uh, they've unleashed this new movement. Oh now here, gosh. again think about it, here it, it basically means something different and at least we have the checks and balances we've talked about. Over there they don't really have that. So over there, a Trump type character is a whole lot more dangerous over there. But Italy, like, this referendum goes down, this is, gets voted on I believe next, yeah it's next month, the beginning of next month, Ooh. so just a few weeks. Um, we if start? that happens we could see a far right group seize power Fairly we same. used to
0: be known for exporting freedom. Look at where it's exporting now.
4: You mm. know who's
3: working with the Le Pen family, though? Well, Steve Bannon. I saw a story this weekend. Alt right. Yeah.
0: It's alt right. Hmm. It is that anti NATO, anti traditionalism, uh, I mean, so pro traditionalism, um, pro identity movement. It's That's everywhere. True. It's everywhere. We can fix this, though.
4: We have the power to fix this. That's why I'm, that's why I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about what Trump can do. Like, there are, their biggest financier, the Russian government, there are things we can do, there are concessions that we can make to get them to stop what they're doing. There's things that they can do. I'd love to go into it, but I don't have about an hour and a half to go through all of them. But there are things that we can do. That's, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that they can do this. We just need the right person in, in his ear to get it done.
0: Well, good news is you have the former head of the GOP and Bannon, (laughs) so you got that going for you. Um, Would you lead us out with prayer? Sir.
4: Heavenly Father, uh, I want to thank you for uh, the cautious optimism uh, that I think a lot of us feel today. We want to uh, invite the rest of those that are hearing now to take that cautious breath and um, to realize the possibilities uh, if we hold... Um, those that are newly in office, and those that are coming up, and those that are in power right now, um, to hold their feet to the fire, uh, Lord, and um, to um, to uh, be a, a light and be a beacon, and uh, to to be uh, that voice that can provide reason and uh, that can right the ship and put us on the right track, Father. Uh, we want to thank you for um, we want to thank you, Lord, for the uh, for the voice that you've given us, Father. Um, we know a lot of people have taken advantage of that elsewhere and that a lot of people have not used your gifts um, in a way that you have found meaningful, Lord, and, and fulfilling. But we, uh, we thank you, Lord, for that opportunity, and um, we pledge to you to do the most that we can with it. Um, Father, uh, of all things, that we, we remain humble, Lord, and we ask uh, for, uh, to continue to look to you um, to give you all the glory, all the glory, Father. Uh, Father, we ask
0: these things in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Thank you. From Dallas. Good night, America. The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep, and I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time magazine named Casper mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom, and you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine. And they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glen, $50 off the purchase of your mattress at Casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glen. Don't forget. $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply.